With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Part of the uh, Evergreen podcast system, but also uh, alive from our Hicklin Power Sports uh, sponsored studios here in Des Moines, Iowa at the iHeart Studios. And, you know, yeah, as much as I travel around to other broadcast facilities, I only realize when I step into each one of them, how lucky we are to be able to work here. Uh, the studio is big enough to carry, you know, a full baseball team, a wrestling team, a, a football team. Well, maybe not football because they are so much bigger. By the way, congratulations to my barnstormers. 5-0 and oh on the year. How about that? Coming and out swinging. They're, well, doing something right. Anyway, with news on World Superbike, a little bit of a re- recap before we get to our next guest. Jamie's waiting in the wings, but PJ, what do you got for us? Well, I'll reiterate, Mr. Batista Alvaro, that is on the Ducati factory team, uh, continues to be unstoppable this season. Um, it's still, uh, one would say, early days of the season, but he has absolutely been unapproachable. He had a 15-second advantage at the line in race one, and it looked like he was backing off. He had a sizable lead and w- sizable advantage at the line in no, race wait, two. Wait, wait, back up the truck. You said it looked like he was backing up. Is that because he wasn't pouring it on? Right, right. Ah. He, he had such a huge advantage on the last lap. Uh, 15 seconds at the line wow, wow. is a that's a that's long an time. eternity. The 6.8 seconds he had in race two, also an eternity. Um, good news for fans like myself of Mr. Chaz Davis. Uh, he was back on form and right there with Ray uh, in a tight third place in the race one and race two. 15 but, seconds, I'd have my bike clean, regas, oh, oil was, change, it new was, filter. And it, the guy he's beating, the people that he's beating are world champions i mean jonathan ray is the reigning world champion has multi-time world 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 superbike world champion impressive i love it i love the news of our sport because you see guys that well you expect to do rather well somebody else will come from behind out of the you know out of the pits and just do exceedingly well our next guest is probably no no different there because we expect so much out of her coming up later by the way our number two pj jacobson and drake beecham and uh, joining us now is a a very fine racer in her own right uh if you recall and and can you help me pronounce it? is it lick liquid molly junior cup the liquid licky that's liquid molly Liquid Molly, Scott. Okay. Liquid Molly Junior Cup. I can't pronounce all the words in the English language, but I'm (laughs) going to give it a shot. Jamie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Jamie Astudio is Irish, right? No, I'm actually Hispanic. Shut your mouth. Serious? (laughs) Okay, I'm just teasing, of course. But welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Ninth place overall, currently. Uh, and uh, excuse me, currently 16th overall in the in the standings on the year, uh, but that's only through round one. I mean, you're going to make some adjustments right now. What are the, what are the adjustments you and and your team, people that are watching your race? What are, what kind of adjustments are you making? 
yeah, well, actually, the first round of the season uh, was pretty rough. Um, I actually didn't race both uh, both races that we had this past weekend. Right. I had a I had a pretty bad crash um, <laughs> Saturday morning in our second qualifying that put me out of race one, and which put me like really far back on the grid for for the second race. So um, I just kind of tried to salvage some points, and uh, and yeah, we didn't. The first round didn't go as planned, but uh, we're actually going to be testing this weekend down here in uh, in in North Carolina. So uh, we're going to get some stuff figured out and uh, see where we can improve. Are you living in uh, North Carolina, Jamie? Um, yeah, I actually stay in um, in actually South Carolina, but I stay at a motocross training facility called South of the Border. I know South of the Border. I've driven past that actually. Uh, yeah, so which, the, the motocross track is right behind all like the truck stops and everything. Sure, I mean I've talked to a number of racers yeah. from that facility, and we actually know who owns that facility. I believe. Do we? Oh, awesome. Yeah, I think we've talked to the owner. I'll figure that out when we're off air. But okay, we won't Jamie, do it right now. So then. you you okay. you had a DNS correct <laughs> in race in race one on Saturday. You were unable to race because of that crash. Is that correct? Yeah, I was actually um, in the hospital most of the day. Um, right from the crash, they put me in the, in the ambulance and they took me to the medical center and they um, they thought I had some internal bleeding and they wanted to check my spleen and my liver. So they took me to the hospital and I was there for, for a while. I was all, there all morning, um, actually. And um, I, w- I knew I was fine and they kind of just took me to the hospital anyway. And they they cleared me and they said, all right, you're fine. And they just took too long to get me out of the hospital. Um, my mom and I were actually driving back into the track when the red lights went off for the first race. So we were so close to making it. Like the team had the bike down at Hot Pit, and um, my team, like they, they figured everything out. They had all my gear and everything down there, and they were waiting for me to get back. I love it. Well, you that's know, that's unfortunate, Jamie. I mean, yeah. uh, it's valiant effort on your part, and uh, exactly. cautions the, uh, uh, you know. Caution in the case of a rider with potential injuries. We we understand what's going on there. You being superwoman, know that you're fine. Um, <laughs> but how, how was your health? Uh, clearly, you were trying to get back, so you you weren't in terrible pain. And clearly, you had a good race on Sunday, uh, battling to ninth place in that uh, Liquid Molly Junior Cup. Yeah, um, I actually had a lot of pain at first, and that's kind of why they were worried about what was going on and. And once I was at the hospital, I was pretty much just laying down the whole time, you know, that they don't want you to move too much. So I right. felt fine. And I was like, all right, let's just get me out of here. I want to go racing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, actually, when I got back, I started finally moving because I thought I was fine. And I had a hard time, like, breathing and actually moving around on Saturday. So I think it was like for the better that I didn't race Saturday afternoon. Sure. I don't think I would have uh, would have done very good. I probably would have had to come off because I was actually in a lot of pain. So I think that was for the better. How long have you been racing? I've been uh, road racing. This is actually my 
third year road racing. Okay, third year. Okay. And have you ever, have you deviated? I know a lot of guys do works. Uh, a lot of racers, uh, you know, they take a look at at the variety of opportunities uh, to bring yourself up. But um, was was there a natural progression for you? It actually was really hard for me. My first year um, road racing, they, uh, Melissa Paris put me right in the in the KTM Cup, and we struggled all year long. Um, I was at the end of the pack all year. Um, there was actually a race or two that I got lapped. Um, it, it was it was pretty rough, and then I kind of jumped on the the Ninja Four Hundred with the quarterly team in the Junior Cup the following year, and it was. You know, I I had two podiums last year, so it was a it was a big jump, and it was just kind of out of nowhere. I needed needed um, some more guidance and just some more help with the riding side of things and getting used to being so leaned over and trusting the pavement since I was so used to the dirt. If you, I've, I've always found that if you trust the pavement too much. It's almost like disrespecting the pavement. <laughs> well, <laughs> it will it will bite yeah. you. It yeah. will bite you. Wow. And, and Melissa Paris's husband um, is it Josh? Right? Josh? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a former national amazing. Champion. First of all, but Melissa, in her own right, is amazing. And to watch her prepare and compete is uh, nothing short of miraculous. I mean, she has got it dialed in. If there was a person, woman or male, it doesn't matter, uh, that you could model your career after, I, w- I would go for Melissa Paris every day. But now as a team owner, what are you noticing that's a difference in her? Oh, she's done amazing. I didn't know her before she was a team owner, but just like just watching her do what she does, it's amazing. And I can say now that, like, yeah, if I had to look up to somebody about what she's, how she's done with, with her career and what she's doing, it's definitely her, and she's definitely inspired me to, to just look at her as a, as somebody I want to be like. And are you, uh, so you're you're there in South Carolina at the race facility? Uh, it, is your entire family with you, or is that uh, just your uh, race season abode? Yeah, no, my parents are both here with me. Um, they fly back and forth to the house. You know, they got to they gotta work and do their thing. Um, but most of the time, at least one of them is here with me. That's cool, and I'm sure that helps uh, with, uh, you know, everything about being a racer. You need a support system around you, uh, families, people you know. Um, what does, uh, what I mean, what are your real goals for this year? Because you're, I mean, when you were on the track this past weekend, you looked strong. Uh, if we consider you were probably still a little bit uh, off your own best pace because of the uh, very recent injury, uh, you're going to be a top 10 contender, clearly, in every single race, if not a top five, right? Yeah, no, the goal is definitely, my goal was to to win the championship um, at the end of the season. And, um, you know, the first season kind of, or the first race, kind of you know put a big blow in that but we still have a long season ahead of us and there's still chance for that and uh yeah I was definitely off the pace um I definitely can ride way better than I was this weekend um and uh, I think we'll once we get everything on track I think it'll we'll be we'll be good and um hopefully we'll end end up towards the top five 
even the top three, I definitely want to be in the top three by the end of the season. And weekends like this weekend, every racer has them, Jamie. You've had them before. I'm sure you have been doing this long enough. It's how you deal with the weekend when things don't go your way that really tends to make a difference in a season, it seems like. You know, the ability to get out there and make points, although injured, uh, you know, speaks a lot about your commitment, one, and two, it's it's just what you have to do in this sport because everybody's going to have an off weekend. Let's go to line 11. Uh, We've got a caller on line 11. Jack, can we bring up line 11, please? Uh, Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Hey, Jamie, what's up? I'm a longtime fan of you, and I just wanted to say (laughs) I thought you did a phenomenal job coming back, man, after spending the day in the hospital to come back Uh and score some points. That was pretty awesome. Now, wait a second. Thank uh, you. Is, is this <laughs> Melissa Paris? Uh, oh, man, I, I meant to call in from a, wow. a, uh, a line where you wouldn't know who it was. That's weird because, uh, <laughs> you know, we don't often get a call from a superstar like you endorsing another racer. But, uh, Melissa, what do you what do you see in, in, in Jamie as far as the future goes? Because in many ways you've been a trailblazer for, for many of us, uh, specifically our female riders out there. But what do you see in her? You know, she's tough. Like, that's that's pretty much the thing that stood out to me from the get-go when I called her and asked her if she wanted to try road racing. I figured any girl that can go race motocross week in and week out, that road racing would be a breeze. And I think she kind of proved it this last weekend. One thing Josh and I talk about a lot is what what makes a champion is how you do on your really bad weekends. And I think she proved to everyone that on a really terrible weekend, she can go out there and do the work and get a decent result i and 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 correct me if i'm wrong jamie but um what i've noticed melissa in particular what you've done is is kind of switch gears a little bit it's almost like going into high speed but what you've done is not only you know gather some great racers riders etc but you've been able to manage it and that would be the frustrating part for me you've done an outstanding job (laughs) And uh, you know I love you, kid. But I'm just saying this is uh, this is me put myself on the cross. My husband might tell you otherwise. Well, no, your husband never tells me otherwise because he's always within striking distance. And (laughs) yeah, I think he's a little wiser than that to be dissenting. uh, Right, the the law of the land not happening. Melissa, thanks for taking the time to call in and add a boys, add a girls. That's the type of thing we do in this sport and. And uh, God bless you, kid. You know, we love you. Of course. Thanks, guys. Keep it up, Jamie. Jamie, uh, how was that for a nice surprise? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I, I have to send her 50 bucks now. And uh, <laughs> and I suppose that's affordable, right? Affordable radio? Yeah, it's absolutely worth it. Jamie, thanks for taking the time to join us on Pit Pass, kid. We love you. And we'll look forward to seeing more results. Uh, be on the phone with us anytime you need on uh, to promo anything, okay? Awesome. Thank you for having me, guys. You betcha, kid. We'll talk to you soon. Jamie Astadillo, Mitch Oldenburg, and Cam McAdoo, our guest in hour number one. Hour number two is coming up. PJ Jacobson, Drake Beecham, and a very special segment three. Stay tuned. This is America's Motor Racing Talk Show as we continue with hour number two. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires. 
starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 